It's MLB draft season and the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast is covering every future star of Major League Baseball. Host Aram Layton brings you player interviews and farm system breakdowns every day. Subscribe to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And please enjoy today's episode of Locked On Pirates. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, 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 what is up everyone and welcome back to Locked On Pirates today on Wednesday, or Tuesday, July 13th. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself today. I'm a very excited Pittsburgh Pirates fan at the moment. I am, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most. I hope you all, again, are having a fabulous Tuesday. I hope you all enjoyed yesterday, as I did very much so, as Ben Charrington and the Pittsburgh Pirates have had a phenomenal MLB draft so far based on paper. Now, of course, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. This is just the draft. These guys are ranked pretty high. There are things that can happen, but it is good to temper your actions with wisdom here. Um, the Pirates did very good in this day two. Ben Charrington, of course, the Pirates taking Henry Davis. We talked with Gary Morgan Jr. about that selection yesterday. It was a phenomenal selection from the Pittsburgh Pirates. It allowed them to go under slot to go get a lot of these bigger talents in the draft late. And that's what really helped them here in this day two. Uh, day two, of course, was rounds two through ten. Day three culminates today with rounds 11 through 20. I will be honest with you. I know most about a lot of these prospects. So once it gets that late, uh, I usually am out of the translation on that just because I do lose some kind of um, knowledge on what these guys are about besides, oh, this is a pitcher, this is a shortstop, this is an outfielder, etc. But we're going to talk about the day two picks because I've looked over a lot of them and I enjoy a lot of them. And we're going to start, of course, with the first selection in the second round in Anthony Solomedo, the left-hand pitcher out of Bishop Eustis Prep School from New Jersey. Honestly, this was another phenomenal pick here. Solomedo was the 17th ranked prospect, I believe, in MLB.com's rankings. He was very highly ranked in Baseball America's rankings. And I'll go ahead and say this now. Um, ben Charrington managed in his first four picks to get four top 50 pl- uh, prospects from Baseball America's prospect rankings in the first four picks. So these first couple of guys from day two are very, very good players that could have easily went in the earlier uh, in the earlier rounds that they did, or even in the first round, and Ben Charrington found a way to get all of them here in the first couple of picks. But when you look at Solomedo, um, obviously the one kind of weird thing about him is he does have probably the most unique uh, pitching motion in the entire draft. He does this interesting little leg kick and lean, um, kind of like a Madison Bumgarner in a way. It's very interesting that you would like look at those two side by side and like really their pitching motion is almost the same. Um, but Solomedo, he, oh my God, he has a really awesome arm delivery. Uh, he has great movement on his fastball coming out of prep school already. He sits around 90 to 94 range. I fully expect that to get up into 96 if they do, uh, which I think they're going to make him change his, uh, deceptive motions maybe not completely but I do think that they will switch it over if they do plan on seeing him as a starting pitcher now if he's a relief pitcher there's no real issue here um I mean but realistically Solomedo uh he was drafted after his friend Chase Petty which was really nice um 
And, you know, it was really interesting, too, uh, with Solo Meadow that you really have to sit here and you look at how happy he was when he got drafted. Um, my plan was never to max effort pitch. It was never to pump 100, 105 miles per hour because the goal was never to be the best high school pitcher of all time. The goal was to be the best pitcher of all time in the major leagues. He's also quoted as saying, it's a pleasure to be a part of the organization. Let's win a World Series. So Solomedo is very, very happy to be here. Um, he should insert himself into the top 30, I think, in the prospect pool for the Pirates. I would think that all four or three of these guys that are going to be mentioned in the first couple of picks probably will. But now we get into an interesting part of the draft for the Pittsburgh Pirates here, which features uh, some interesting picks here with Lonnie White. Lonnie White, of course, uh, Penn State commit for football and baseball, so we'll see if he does sign. I'm pretty sure he will. He is out of Malvern Prep School in Pennsylvania. Realistically, Lonnie White Jr., this kid is all about speed. He uh, comes in with a 70-grade run tool. Um, he is naturally an outfielder, which I think is what he would stay as if he does end up signing with the Pittsburgh Pirates. He stretches pretty much what you would think would be singles into extra base hits on the regular. Um, and he's also just a hell of a defensive player. Like, I mean, he's an awesome defensive outfielder. He's explosive. He can make plays that other players can't just based off of his speed alone. And realistically, with that kind of speed, you're going to want him in center field. That's just how it is. But Brian Reynolds, of course, who we have on the roster now and could have on the roster for a while, has already proven that he can play any outfield spot realistically. He can move to left field. So Lonnie White Jr., definitely a guy to look at as a center fielder of the future alongside Hudson Head and Travis Swaggerty. But, um, I mean, he has really good stuff, too, in his swing. Uh, he's actually somewhat better of a power hitter than he is a contact hitter in some ways. Um, scouts see leverage in his swing that way. Uh, he has some decent pop in the bat. Um, he was also drafted in competitive balance round B, 64th overall. Um, he, again, has a Division One scholarship to play football at Penn State. Uh, he was a standout wide receiver at Malvern Prep. Uh, so, I mean, it's very possible that he does go play for Penn State. There's a very strong chance that he does go and play wide receiver and baseball for Penn State. But we'll see. If the Pirates can sign him, it'd be one hell of a signing. Um, he also played high school basketball, so he's not only a two-sport star, he's a three-sport star. So, you know, it's really awesome. And Freddie Hilliard, the... Um, Malvern Prep baseball coach to the Philadelphia Inquirer said whatever he's playing, he's enjoying. He just loves to play, and that's how he has been his whole life. If you ask him what his favorite sport was, if it was the fall, he'd say football. If it's the winter, he'd say basketball. And if it's the spring, he'd say baseball. So we'll see what Lonnie White decides to do. Um, it'll be very interesting to see if he does sign with the Pirates. That's really the biggest question here with him. And then another question here as well for a lot of tents and purposes is round three's pick, which honestly might be one of my favorite picks of the draft. Uh, the Pirates somehow managed in the third round to select Clemson football commit Bubba Chandler, who is a listed as a pitcher when they drafted him. But interestingly enough, Bubba Chandler also played some out or infield play as well uh, when he was in high or uh, yeah in high school at North Okini High School in Bogart, Georgia, and he was a two-lay player, obviously, um, but he was taken as a pitcher. But you look at his stats; he had an eight and one record with a 1.25 ERA and 96 strikeouts, and a 4.11 batting average with eight home runs and 34 RBIs last year. That is insane. So that's like that's the two port two two sports star that you're getting. Say that ten times fast. Um, 
So pitching-wise, which it looks like that's why the Pirates drafted him, um, he stands out with a fastball, sits around 92, 95. He could touch 97 already. Um, his curveball is in the upper 70s. That's usually his good pairing, the curveball and the fastball. That's usually what he likes to do. Um, and again, a lot like Lonnie White Jr., as I mentioned before, Bubba Chandler is was committed to play football in college for Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. But shortly after being drafted, he said, like in his Twitter bio, it said Twitter or um, Clemson commit. Now it says ball player for the Pirates. He also looked looked absolutely just amazed that he got drafted here. Uh, already had the yellow confetti and the Pirates hat ready at the house, which a lot of people were very impressed with. Um, he was a three-star quarterback in high school. He signed with Clemson, which is very interesting. I mean... Of course, if he's a quarterback in high school, you have to assume with a baseball being smaller than a football, it's no surprise that the kid can touch 97 on the radar gun. And, I mean, I like bringing up these quotes here. I just like playing baseball. We'll see what happens with everything, but I enjoy playing, whether it's everyday pitching or hitting, whatever it is. Baseball is just a great game, and being on the field is amazing. Um, I mean, that's really what he said to uh, MLB.com on rather if he'd be a pitcher or a hitter. Um, realistically for the pirates with this trajectory, I would expect them to probably keep him as a pitcher. Um, but don't be surprised in his development. I mean, he's a high school kid. Don't be surprised that they take some time to develop him on both sides of the field. Look at Shohei Otani right now and the kind of impact he gives the Los Angeles angels of playing in the field and then throwing the ball as well. I mean, he leads the entire MLB in home runs and has a sub three ERA and is also starting in the all-star game tonight as a pitcher and a DH. So it really, I mean, you can't go wrong there either with Mr. Bubba Chandler, but I'm not saying Bubba Chandler is going to turn into Shohei Otani, but man, this kid is really good. I will say that with the utmost honesty and realistically with these top three picks, I don't think a lot of people really expected, um, the Pirates to do this well, but Ben Sherrington had a plan here and he really wanted to make it happen. And you really have to look also into what in the world is his plan here? Because I mean, these guys look like they have the most upside. And as I've said all month, he's adding all of this talent in the system through the draft for free. Then he's going to add like even more talent to the system later when he potentially trades Adam Frazier or Richard Rodriguez or Tyler Anderson or guys like that. So the Pirates, of course, with this these first couple picks, I mean, this was round uh, one or two through three with the three picks they had, and we'll get into the rest after the break. But man, the Pirates absolutely did a wonderful job here. And I mean, it's just absolutely awesome to see. I mean, again, if you look at Baseball America, Henry Davis ranked fourth, um, Anthony Solomedo ranked 28th, um, Bubba Chandler ranked 20th, and Lonnie White Jr. ranked 32nd. And the Pirates got them in their first four picks. So Ben Charrington is obviously doing something right. But when we come back from the break, I will be back and we will talk about the rest of the day two picks. And then after that, we will get into the All-Star game and the preview with Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier, both starting in the game tonight and batting 8th and ninth. And we'll be right back. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible 
for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often po uh, pointless or seemingly imitating, intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto and save even up to 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need and go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Alright everyone and welcome back to the July 13th edition of Locked on Pirates today on Tuesday and as we were talking about Bubba Chandler before the break an interesting little Twitter exchange he had uh, the Pirates of course said we got us a man who can do both um, a Twitter user by the name of Derek Woodard asked can he play quarterback for the Steelers too Bubba responded said you know it so maybe we uh, maybe we let Maybe they let him play in uh, Clemson in the fall, and then they can draft him in a couple years in Pittsburgh to be the successor to Ben Roethlisberger. And that's just me joking. But also, by the way, um, one little tidbit I wanted to get into today as well. Uh, Will Craig, of course, has announced that he's going to Japan to play baseball. Um, it is noticed now that he said that Shelton and Charrington have seemed to go a different path with Craig. It doesn't seem that he really has a spot here anymore, which in all seriousness, he probably doesn't. And they're starting to make room in AAA. Now, the reason this is big is because, if I'm not mistaken, I believe these guys can come in and play right away almost or whenever they're ready. Um, and for the Pirates, a lot of these guys are going to probably go to low A Bradenton or high A Greensboro, depending on their upside. So you have to start making room, and you're going to start seeing a lot of promotions being made in the farm system. One that I fully expect before we get into the rest of the day two picks is O'Neill Cruz to AAA. I think O'Neill Cruz will go to AAA. I think it's almost in the cards now. I think it has to happen. Rowenzi Contreras, he could also be a call up to AAA. Um, Nick Gonzalez, I think, will stay in Greensboro for now. I don't think he gets the call to Altoona. He may get it closer to the end of the year because he suffered that injury. But you're going to see a lot of guys get promoted and demoted pretty soon. And you're going to see a lot of the AAA team start coming around to the younger guys that could be up in 2022 like a Travis Swaggerty, like a O'Neill Cruz, etc. But now getting back into the day two picks, we move on to Owen Kellington, who is out of Vermont. He was the Vermont Gatorade Player of the Year. Um, not really too surprising considering the kid had a .22 ERA with 133 strikeouts in 49 innings. That equates to 91% of his outs coming by way of a strikeout. That is insane. Um, he has a 93-mile-per-hour fastball. Um, there's some scouts that believe he has above-average potential with the curveball that he throws. So you're starting to notice something that a lot of these kids, they pair curveballs with fastballs a lot, but apparently he throws both really good for strikes. Um, and I mean... I think the first person who scouted me was a Met scout, Kellington told the Boston Globe. He said, I'm forever going to be known as the Vermont kid because not many kids come out of Vermont at all. That's a big part of what I'm trying to do. The Pirates love going after these guys that are a little um, different. And Owen Kellington is a little different. I think he's going to be one of those guys you look closely at. He's a project, obviously. A lot of these guys after the top picks are projects. Every one of them is a project because you never know how they're going to pan out. But Owen Kellington... 
Pretty good pick here by the Pirates again in round four. They then moved to round five, and we got a third baseman in Jackson Glenn out of Dallas Baptist University. Um, he was the second collegiate guy to be selected by the Pittsburgh Pirates. Man, this kid is awesome. In 59 games last year, um, he had a 366, 438, 732 slash line. He weighs 205 pounds, by the way. Um, he broke out in 21. Uh, he broke out this year. Uh, really, really intensively. 21 home runs, which was the fourth uh, fourth most in college baseball. Um, and he's even a base stealer. He can steal bases too, so he has a different chance of being a speed and power guy. Um, of course, as a junior, he was a little bit lighter. He moved up to those 205 pounds. Um, and then, you know, there's a big reason why uh, he had a very strong postseason down there as well, as they did get to the Columbia Super Regional, uh, or they were one game close to the Columbia Super Regional. So very fun stuff here by Jackson Glenn. Does he stay at third base? I'm not really sure if he does. I mean, Key Brian Hayes obviously is the future third baseman of the Pirates, but Jackson Glenn is also very far away. So we'll see what the Pirates decide to do with him. Um, he could play a lot of the different infield spots. So we'll see what they decide to do. They then followed this up with another college guy in round six and Mike Jarvis, shortstop San Diego State. Dude is just straight-up contact all over the place. Uh, he hit 367 last year for San Diego State. He only struck out 20 times in 46 games. He also stole 16 bases. He has very strong bat-to-bat skills, according to uh, most scouts. And um, he hit 4-for-5 four with a double in uh, a 10-to-6 win in cl- uh, winning for the summer league team that he was on in the San Diego League. He also led that league with 19 stolen bases. So... They paired him here. They got that San Diego State guy. And then in round seven, they went and got San Diego State's catcher and Wyatt Wyatt Hendry, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Um, and he really had to grow into the spot of being a catcher. So the Pirates did go two catchers here in the first seven rounds. But it's very rare sometimes that these guys comp- continuously play catcher. And with him uh, growing into that position, he, he really could move all over the infield. Um, in the 2018-2019 season, uh, at Ana- Antelope Valley College, this was before he switched to San Diego State, he hit 410. Um, he sat at 286 in his first year at San Diego State, but he then adjusted this year, of course, moving up to 379. Um, 12 doubles, 9 homers, 2 triples. So he's kind of that balanced catcher that you're looking for. And he was selected by the Cubs uh, in 2019 in the 10th round. He moves up a couple rounds here to come to the Pirates. And he said, I uh, sat down and thought, I'm really new to catching. I have a lot to learn. I thought if I'm going to put myself in a position to succeed when I get into the minor leagues, I need to keep going. I felt like I had so much left to learn, and I felt like the guys at San Diego State University could help me gain more experience. The Pirates, I don't know what was going on, by the way, in these these middle rounds, in the middle day two rounds, but they were loving what they saw on the West Coast as they then picked up right-hand pitcher Sean Sullivan out of the University of California in round eight. And most scouts say about him that he's very balanced. None of them are lights out pitches. None of them are going to like throw you off the scale or anything. But he does have a deep and very effective mix of pitches. Uh, he throw already throws a fastball, curveball, slider, and changeup, all with average control. I believe they graded out at a 45. Um, and he's able to pretty much locate him where he wants to. And having that many pitches in college, you're going to obviously confuse batters a lot. Um, Some of those batters, of course, that you're facing, they are good enough to be in college, but they won't be guys that are going to be really, like, coming to the major leagues or being in the minor leagues very often, you know. But um, 
it was really nice to see him. And the funny part about this is he only had one plate appearance in his whole college career, um, which is very funny. Uh, he hit a home run in that appearance, by the way. Um, and he's a pretty athletic kid, too. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how Sean Sullivan pans out. Uh, he was rated pretty low. I mean, he was an eighth-round pick. But a lot of these guys, again, it's a lot of wait and see on their talent. So we'll see what they decide to do here with Mr. Sean Sullivan. They then took... Henry Davis's teammate, Luke Brown, outfielder out of the University of Louisville, all about speed and consistency. Uh, in 22 uh, attempts at stealing a base, he stole 17, which was the third most for the Cardinals last season. He stole 28 in 67 games over two years with the Cardinals. Uh, last year, um, he also batted 320 in be or better in both 2020 and 2021, uh, and he hit no home runs, really that often at Louisville, but his slugging did go up as he uh, collected 13 doubles and four triples last year. Really, by the way, it was also fun just getting all these guys' stats together via Baseball Reference, by the way. Baseball Reference is the most awesome site in the world if you want to find anything, college stats, minor league stats, all that stuff. You could find it all here. And the cool thing about him, two-way star. He was a receiver at Bowling Green High School. Uh, he won three straight, three state championships there, by the way, and was absolutely nuts. Um, and then the Pirates rounded out day two with going with another arm out of Eastern Michigan University, Justin Mize, a right-hand pitcher. Um, he has very good projections for now. Um, it's very interesting to see how he'll go. He sits in the low 80s and has two-plane movement and is, uh, he could sit 91-93 on his fastball, so I think the Pirates are definitely going to want to look for more velocity out of him. Um, he's also a Pittsburgh native. He attended Bethel Park High School. Um, of course, Bethel Park High School, for all of you people that are in Pittsburgh, it's only a couple miles away south of the city, I believe. I might be wrong on that. Um, he set a school record at Bethel Park, by the way, by striking out 16 batters in one game. So the Pirates go and get a native guy in Pittsburgh to join Dave Bednar. So why not? But those were the day two picks. Uh, day three picks, of course, wrap up today. So I'll probably get into those tomorrow. Um, but we'll see how that all goes for the Pittsburgh Pirates. This draft has been awesome. A lot of these guys, of course, will be names I watch closely. I am also trying to get some of these guys on the podcast maybe so you can actually talk to them and stuff. So let's see if we can do that and make that happen, guys. Maybe you guys can help me out in that part. But... When we come back from the break, Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds will, of course, be in the All-Star game tonight in Colorado, batting 8th and ninth. How do we expect them to do? We're going to preview the entire All-Star game along with Frazier and Reynolds, and we'll be right back. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit, meaning they will match up to 50% of whatever you deposit on betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everyone, and welcome back to the final segment of today's episode of Locked On Pirates. I hope you all, again, have had a phenomenal Tuesday and look forward to the rest of the week. The Pittsburgh Pirates, of course, by the way, will see 
Two players tonight in the MLB All-Star Game in Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier, who will bat 8th and ninth for the National League. The rest of the lineup features Fernando Tatis Jr. batting leadoff, Max Muncy being the DH, Nolan Arenado of the Cardinals batting 3rd, Freddie Freeman of the Atlanta Braves batting 4th, Nick Castellanos 5th, Jesse Winker 6th, JT Real Muto 7th, and then as mentioned, Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier, of course, will be batting 8th and ninth with Max Scherzer coming out as the starting pitcher with Jacob deGrom not pitching. Of course, the biggest storyline here going into the All-Star Game features the American League All-Star lineup as Shohei Otani will lead off as the DH for the American League and hit in the first inning and pitch in the bottom of the first inning as the starting pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels and the American League All-Stars. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who is a very big MVP candidate as of right now, will bat second. Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers of the Red Sox will bat third and fifth. Aaron Judge in the middle at four for the Yankees. Marcus Simeon of the Blue Jays will bat sixth. Salvador Perez, channeling some of his 2015 vibes, will catch for the American League from the, uh, the Kansas City Royals. Teoscar Hernandez joins fellow Blue Jays' uh, teammate, by the way, I couldn't think of the word, uh, at eight. And then Cedric Mullins of the Baltimore Orioles will represent Baltimore at number nine. Again, Shohei Otani will pitch. So fun, fun about the American League, there's only two players in the entire American League roster that are not from the AL East that are starting. That's Shohei Otani and Salvador Perez. But this game is going to be fun. I mean, it starts at 7.30 tonight. Of course, we'll be looking for Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier to do something fun. Dave Roberts and Kevin Cash, of course, will be the managers for the National American League, respectively, as they were the uh, managers in the Fall Classic last year. Um, and, you know, it's just going to be really fun. I mean, Kevin Cash, of course, said the fans want to see Shohei Otani. They're going to get him. Um, so, I mean, you're going to see a lot of fun stuff. There's also a lot of big names on the benches as well. But it's going to be a very fun and eventful evening. Now, for Adam Frazier and Brian Reynolds, I do believe they'll probably only get a, an at-bat apiece. It would probably be what I would expect. I will also say this. I can't stand the jerseys. I don't know how everybody else feels about it, but I don't like the jerseys at all. I think they just look like really bad practice jerseys. Um, but this is also their first all-star appearance, Brian Reynolds and Adam Frazier. It'll be very fun to see uh, how it goes for them. It'd be really awesome to see Adam Frazier get on base and then Brian Reynolds hit a bomb. But we'll see what happens. I mean, apparently a lot of what's been going on lately, especially with these guys being all-stars, they're setting the example as leaders on this team, even though Adam Frazier may be gone by month's end. Brian Reynolds is cementing himself as a leader on this team, I think, right now. After the way he's been playing for the entire year, I think he's the best player on this team as of right now. He's hitting home runs. He's hitting singles, doubles, triples. He's doing it all, and we're going to get to see them do it all tonight in Colorado, once again at 7.30 Eastern time. And, you know, it's going to be a very fun event. The Home Run Derby last night was awesome, as well as the Celebrity All-Star Game. I thought that was pure comedy. Pete Alonso also, by the way, really did an awesome job. But if you want to know more about the All-Star Game, more about Shohei Otani, more about baseball, on the Locked On Today podcast, this is Shohei Otani's world, and we are all just living in his greatness. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app. Or wherever you get your podcast is Peter Bukowski. Gets you all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. You can also follow me on Twitter at LockedOnPirates or at my personal Twitter, MVP underscore Ethan. I will be back tomorrow reviewing the day three selections of the Pittsburgh Pirates. 
going into some more trade chatter about Adam Frazier and some other things, and I will see you guys on the flip side.